Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. interview last week was so good that we decided to turn it into a two-part series. If you missed last week, you'll find the link in the show notes. It's not mandatory that you listen, but we want to make sure that you don't miss out on this amazing conversation. Hi everyone, it's uh, Roxanne Durhart of Authentic Living with Roxanne. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Uh, today I have a dear friend, Sue Lindberger, with us, and I always screw up her last name. I think it's something that you and I We'll probably discuss for a very long time. I was thinking, as you said, I'm pretty sure she said it wrong. <laughs> I did. I said Lingberger. It's Lindberger. And I there's there's some mental block with that. I don't know. And we've had this joke over the years. So uh, Sue and I've uh, started working uh, together quite a while back. And, um, and she's a specialist uh, in uh, with trauma. So she complete, continues to work... Uh, I would say predominantly with trauma and um, issues related to any kind of traumatic events that you may be experiencing in your life. Sue's been on the show before and we had fantastic feedback about her time with us. So we thought we would do, I'm going to call it a Christmas season edition because last year when we did it, we talked a lot about uh, what people are experiencing over, over Christmas. So Sue, thanks a lot again for coming on to spend some time with us. So let's talk a little bit about that, because there's two things I want to focus on. You talked about the vaccinated, not vaccinated. So let's talk a little bit about the tension that that create, is creating. It's, it's a ripple effect in people's families, a ripple effect in their, in their um, you know, their support systems, can't even communities, like if people are going to do. So I want to talk a little bit about what you've been seeing with people, how they're, how they're kind of managing or mitigating some of those circumstances around am I vaccinated you're not vaccinated you know the one person two two rows over is or isn't and what what you've been seeing how people have been coping with that yeah I think it's you know interesting when people started to come in um I never asked but everybody wanted that was how we started our conversation you know people would say I'm double vaccinated and I wouldn't respond um because I didn't feel I didn't want to I didn't want to contribute to that, you know, and it doesn't really matter whether I am or not. It's, I didn't want to respond to that. And and just interesting, I remember not too long ago for the first time in a year and a half, not that it happens a lot, but it happens occasionally. Somebody went to shake my hand and there was this like, what, you know, what, what are you doing? It, It felt, and it's not that I was opposed to doing it. It was that we've been out of the habit of doing it. So that was an interesting, um, reflection of just unconsciously how we've been adapting. I am, I I said this to somebody the other day, I'm very grateful to be in the position of offering a safe space because I, I, I had the opportunity to talk to somebody months ago that is, we, we had really polarized um, perspectives. And my initial thought was, Oh, I don't want to talk to you. I don't like, I don't agree with what you're saying. I don't, it's not how I see things. And fortunately um, we were able to continue our conversation and 
that experience was quite profound for me to really recognize my initial reaction was to go uh, other, right? Me and you, you're on the other side. Um, probably, you know, I'm right, you're wrong. But in this kind of, it was a real, I really had to feel myself physically, uh, you know, stay put and, and be open at the same time. And, you know, I have a respect for how this person experiences what's going on. It's different than my own. And so I really think through that, it was quite a profound feeling in my body and a real, wow, I, I typically, I think how many of us, nope, I want to stay convicted in my belief. And I want to, I want to seek evidence to prove to myself why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I think we have to be very, 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 so in my practice, I feel very open to whatever people, their perspectives, but People are being shamed. People are being, you know, either doing the shaming or being shamed for their choices. I think it's creating a lot of fear. It's mm -hmm. creating a lot of, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, a little bit of an intolerance, you know, and I've said, how do we, I think yeah, I touched base. I'm doing a wellness presentation this Friday. And I, I think there's a lot of stressors going on um in that work environment and I you know how do we make room to have compassion for other another person's perspective so and let's talk let's talk about that because if someone's listening and they're like you know I, I'm not really sure what to do right like I'm scared I'm trying to protect my family if you're making the decision to not get vaccinated I have an opinion about that like so out there in the world we're going to get every combination right yeah. um how is it what kind of things would you suggest people try to do or, or, or consider to get to that space that I think naturally say yeah. you and I, because we're in that space working with people, maybe we have a, had a bit more practice to be able to do that. What are some of the things that you would suggest to people that they could try to be able to yeah. get in a better space if somebody's diametrically opposed? Um, well, and, and I think that assumption that, you know, we should know better. This is, I've never seen anything create such polarization as this pandemic, you know? Um, so really we, our personal experiences and, and our personal, you know, journey and perspectives will unfortunately factor in. I, I think it's really understanding, you know, making room to understand that maybe the other person that's making their choice really does have valid reasons that they believe in deeply. It's very easy to sensationalize people that are doing something uh, as being a certain way. And so I guess what happens, though, I think, is when we're afraid, we hold on to our, it feeds our convictions. And I think we're feeling so powerless. We're feeling frustrated. So it's very easy to focus on our fears and what we believe is right. And so if only other people would do this, everything would be okay. Um, you know, it's very easy, I think, if we're afraid of something to um, find fault with it as well, mm -hmm. right? There must be something wrong. So really encourage people just to be mindful. What would it feel like to, I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, to, to go at it from a place of compassion and maybe love versus um, anger and, and fear. So you have the right to believe what you believe and you have the right to do what you need to do. And if somebody, you know, maybe isn't able to do what you would like them to do, if you have the option, can you, can you somehow create a third option 
Or, you know, can you radically accept that maybe if you've got a family member, if you're not vaccinated and they are, you know, and they say you can't come over, can you, can you find a way to not personalize it, right? That this is fear-based. I'm going to say a lot of it is fear-based. Um, and I don't mean to negate our choices, um, but can you make room to not personalize it? And can you make room to try to be aware of your knee-jerk reactions? That just, I think, further fuels our fear, maybe feeling alone, maybe feeling helpless and powerless. So it's interesting, right? We went last year to we were not able to get together to this year where we have the capacity to, but now we get this controversy about acceptance, whether someone is or is not vaccinated. And then we have the, the element with younger children not being vaccinated. So there's so many, like you're, to your point, so many iterations of what's gonna happen over this kind of holiday, right? Like, and I, and I, when I say season, there's lots, obviously there's lots more other things other than Christmas, but we know kind of that connection period that we're going into, right? It's kind of like we're ending your year, we're, we're having things, um, you know, like Christmas and Kwanzaa and all those things, um, Hanukkah, all, everything kind of wrapped in there. But families, you know, and as, as it is, and I would, I, I don't know if you'd agree with the statement, families that get together around those times, oftentimes conflict that persists comes up generally sometimes. And now it's like, you know, it's like pepper on the pot kind of thing. It's going to, it's going to be even more, right? So what kind of things should, would you suggest to people listening about, you know, get togethers and, and things like that? You know, how, how would, how should they consider managing it? Yeah. And, you know, let's not use the word should, what you should or shouldn't be doing, right? What can you do and what do you want to do? And, you know, I heard just as many times that people were sad about not being able to get together with their family and how many people were ecstatic. <laughs> I don't have to get together, right? I don't have to race. I don't have to get together with, yeah. you know, Bob. So I, I think at this point, it's really beyond being, if we can move beyond the fear and get into a creative space, what can we do to be creative? I can resist what is, I can be angry about you know, the way you're, you feel about it, but it's not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. And so if I accept it, maybe there's a third option that we can do. So I have a friend who's extended family. Some of them aren't vaccinated. And she was pretty sure if she got some of them together that there was going to be tension. And so mm -hmm. she didn't get everybody. It was Thanksgiving, actually. She did it a little bit differently. Why? Why? it's a setup right and it's again just because it's a holiday it doesn't mean that we have to things will be different maybe we're longing to go back to the way it was maybe we can begin to accept is there a way that I can do this a bit differently is there a way that maybe we you know if we still need to can we do an outdoor something right can we be creative in what we do can we be open-minded to that can we also recognize you know we don't we're tired Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so maybe the same expectations that we've done for years of how we manage holidays, maybe it's okay that they're not quite the same. You right. know, maybe if I can't see you because of the differences, maybe I can still drop off, you know, a small token, you know, a card, you know, that, that shows I do care. Like I do care, even though I may not understand or agree with your perspective, but this, 
trying to fit, you know, the square pegs into a round hole I, is, is crazy making. And we do, it. We, we try to, we long to go back to what was and what was familiar and hold on. And it's that, how do we accept that it's different right now? And we do have some choices. Right. And, you know, like you said, like bringing joy back. Right. So that I, I think that's so important because it is different. And it will. I don't think things will ever return um, to, quote unquote, what we call normal. But, you know, with all the things that we're all having to deal with, like you said, get togethers, not being able to do certain things, you know, um, travel, uh, all, all those things that we would normally not even think about. Now, every decision that you have to make is couched with five other decisions before making a decision and then post-decision, right? It's like, okay, I'm going on a trip. Then I have to think about what I need. And then I have to think about where I'm going and who am I going to interact with and, and you know, all those things. And then when I come back, what do I have to do again? That's a lot. That's one decision that we would have just made in two seconds and we'd be gone, right? And now that that's layered up. And um, so I think you're right. Just that heaviness has been there. And the depletion that goes with that is real. It certainly is. And if, you know, if it's too much to do it the way you used to do it, how do we go to plan? I, I love the idea of, you know, if plan B doesn't work. How do we go to plan C, plan D? If, how do we become creative in, in doing it maybe just a little bit differently again? So let's um, talk a little bit about self-care in that context and what things people might consider. Just like, you know, we talked about finding joy, obviously. So finding joy in their space, whatever that means to them, creating potentially new or variations of traditions um, or is another thing you, you, you shared. What about caring for themselves uh, through this time, which is always very stressful anyway. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, <laughs> right? That's, you know, that's the joke, right? It's, it really, I really do remember an awful lot of people the, the decision was made for them last mm -hmm. year. Yeah. They didn't have to go, um, even though other years maybe they didn't want to, mm -hmm. but felt obligated. And, and how do we maybe learn something from that? And I think because it's been just so, as you said, you know, depleting uh, of our resources ourselves and every emotion under the sun, really looking at it a little bit different. What, what can I do? And I love the idea of when we really honor what am I up to? What do I feel like I can offer? Then there's going to be more of a natural flow. So maybe I'm not going to get together with everybody that we would typically do on, on uh, you know, Christmas day. If I am not comfortable going, if I feel like it's too much, can I, you know, offer my, my apologies that I can't go and maybe see some of the people separately on a smaller scale? Um, but really in regards to that self-care of really making room to say no to things, to say yes to things, of really listening to your body. And I, I think we talk about this traditionally with anxiety, with people that are, you know, have a high level of wanting to do things and worrying about doing it in a certain way and just kind of go, 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 and then find themselves, you know, burnt out, resentful, exhausted you know, in doing that work, it's just really slowing down. How can I mindfully, you know, think of maybe, yeah, what, what, what do I want to get done today? And maybe for, you know, it requires a little bit of planning, you know, what can I, if I look at the calendar, how many days do we need to not be doing anything? 
um, yeah, you know, I think of people that are overachievers or want to get a lot done, burn themselves out mm -hmm. you know, with that traditional kind of anxiety. And how do I mindfully, you know, that self-care is I, I'm going to sit when I'm tired, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to take a break when I'm tired. I'm not going to push through and then, and then have to pick myself up from, you know, the ground. And so right. it's, it's those boundaries. It's, you know, I can't. I think it's 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 okay saying no to events. It's okay saying yes. It's always, it's okay leaving early, not staying as long. It's and it's okay if you feel like staying longer, right? It's it's really honoring that it's all okay. And it is, I really think you and I would both agree in doing this work when we when we really honor how we're really feeling, there tends to be a natural flow afterwards that tends to work better. I'm I'm not suggesting that there may be some pushback. From other family members but maybe if the if we're a little more clear and honest i'm sorry i'm, I'm just not up to it right and to i guess have those open conversations with people to say kind of where, where you stand with things and to try to come to some kind of semblance of an understanding of each other i think like that compassionate space you know i think would help a lot of people why why struggle to to get like do things if you think it's going to create conflict anyway and then think about when you look back at this time, I guess this is what I would suggest people do is think about how is it I'd like to reflect back on this time and think that we got through it and had a bit of joy through it right. and created maybe potentially something like a new ritual or a new tradition, potentially something different. Right. So, so Sue, for anybody um, that's wanting to, to maybe connect with you or um, reach out or chat or learn a little bit more about you, where, where could they, um go and uh check you out uh probably my website it has all my information and it's sue limburner so sue limburner l-y-m-b-u-r-n-e-r lim and then burner like the burner on a stove Roxanne. yeah so it's l-y-m though just don't get that incorrect like i always do so you know i think um i could say that both of us have been privileged just to create to to be allowed to to be in this space to assist others and to support them. Um, it's a humbling experience to when you get people coming and we're all in this together. We're also human beings that are trying to get through this together. Um, so just, just be gentle and kind. Think about what's important to you and who's important to you and to try to make those decisions as best as possible. Hopefully a year from now, we'll be talking about this in another iteration where we'll be kind of um, hopefully cycled out to something a bit more positive that we've been experiencing for the last two years. And, you know, take those breaks. Like to your point, Sue, don't, don't, don't force yourself to do certain things. Um, you know, take those mental breaks, uh, you know, spend time in quiet, which sometimes we, we get away from sometimes through these times and to recognize if you're, if you're depleted, just figure out what is it that I could do for myself that I might be able to replenish um, and get through this time and then kind of um, go back into uh, the new year um, with a bit more um, of a, I'm going to see a clear lens so that we could see what's going to come. So Sue, thanks so much for spending the time again. Uh, for anyone that's wanting more information on me and authentic leadership, you can reach me at RoxanneDurhodge.com. Take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.